0: Good morning again. I'm so glad to see you guys are all engaged in conversation. Uh, we have such a treat for you this morning, and I get to introduce someone very special to me. Um, you've already heard a little bit about how she met her husband, because that was Dave that was standing up here and uh, talking about the beginning of their courtship. Um Phyllis is, uh, a lot of you know Phyllis, she leads the prayer ministry team that's down in front here every Sunday, but she also leads our wellness team. The wellness team, if you don't know, consists of our prayer ministry team, healing rooms, sozos, deliverance, counselors, we even have our own homeopathic, um, what's, your, what's your title again? Master Herbalist. Master Herbalist. Um, we have just a wonderful assortment and resource of healing and wellness for inner healing and prayer for physical healing. So she has really been a student of that. And um, for, for over 20 years, she's been doing this. I want to be kind to the years, but a long time. Okay, she's an expert. But some of you may not know that Phyllis also studied and mentored with the father of what we now use as our Christian um, dream interpretation, John Paul Jackson. So she's studied directly with him for years and years. She's written a book on dream interpretation. She leads up our dream interpretation teams. She does so much, you guys, behind the scenes. She's not always up here on the platform Something else you don't know about Phyllis, and I'm going to tell on her, before all of this happened, she actually has a law degree that's like this long, and I can't pronounce it. But anyway, just to say, she's brilliant. I love her, and she takes time to be a good friend, and she loves to have a lot of fun. So we're just in it. We're just, you're in for a treat today. We're going to hear from Phyllis. Come on up, Phyllis. Phyllis.
1: How can I be nervous now? Now, I think you can see me, right? I, I almost didn't bring this because I'm so short. Here we go. Uh, first of all, we want to give away a few things. Uh, a dream interpretation book. Is there somebody here who you have a lot of dreams, you cannot figure out what in the heck they mean, and you'll read the book if we give it to you. Raise your hand. Dave? Dave? Don't blame me if he doesn't pick you. (laughs) And the other resource I have is uh, what I call dream cards. And it's got all kinds of symbols on it. Um, It doesn't mean that if you have it in your dream, that's what it is. You have to ask Holy Spirit. But it's a bunch of symbols that we've seen come up over the years for, you know, a pot. What does that mean? So um, we're going to give that away, too. Who really wants the Dream Symbols card? (laughs) Oh, I think that was maybe the first hand up, but then I was only looking that way, so I don't know. All right, so this morning, uh, I'm really going to do a lot of bragging on our Father. I know how much we love Jesus, and we just feel we love him so much, our hearts, but I want to talk about Father today. But first, um, how many know who Joyce Meyer is? Just about everybody, right? Now, that gal's been putting out truth for 30 years at least. And I mean, I've watched her a long time ago, and I'm still watching her and get a lot from her. But she was sharing the other day on television that the number one question that her ministry receives is, what does God want from me? What does God want from me? That shocked me. So I'm going to talk about three things that God wants from us. Only three things, okay? I'm not saying they're everything. But the first one is, you're supposed to move, go ahead, is for you to believe in him. He want, You have to believe in him. He wants you to believe in him. He wants you to believe in his son and in his Holy Spirit. And he not just to not just believe in... A, him for salvation, but for to believe that he will do everything that he says he will do. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to believe in him. Remember, no one comes to Jesus unless Father draws them. The second one is to have faith in him. Again, not just faith to be saved. I think I got that one mixed up. This one is that he will do what he said he will do. And remember, Jesus said that we have faith the size of a mustard seed. And you know it's like that, that big. I mean, when I was a kid, they used to have them in a, in a little jar thing as a, a necklace that you could wear. And they were little, tiny, little seeds. But Jesus said that we have that kind of faith. That means every single one of you have the faith to move a mountain. Because that's what he said. He said, you can move a mountain. We all have that, that much faith. Well, it it has to do, a mountain, you know, is a metaphor for all of our problems, your biggest problem. And so faith includes understanding your power and authority, though. Right? We have to know our power and authority. The devil has power, and he walks around and pretends to be a lion, he's not a lion. It says like a roaring lion, but he also it also says he just walks around. That's what he does. But how does he do the things to us that he does? When we give our authority. Because we have power and authority, but we can give up our authority. How do we do that? Fear. Um, doubt. Even... Insecurity. Because a lot of you believe that God will do anything, can do anything, but not for me. Right? So what do we do about that? The minute we think it, we take authority over it. We say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you insecurity. You are not a part of me, and I command you to leave right now. We can do that on the spot. Every day, anything, every time the enemy tries to speak into our head, which he is constantly trying to do. The key is to know you have authority and then act like it. So I had a dream just this week. And I think, honestly, I think the Lord gave me this dream, maybe. Well, two two purposes. One, to have an example for you, and the other is he was warning me about something. So I was with this group of people. And we, all of a sudden, these creatures came at us, and were just kind of like attacking us. And they were, I don't even know what they were. You know how dreams are? Um, They were kind of round, but the size of a big dog, something like that. And I could tell they were trying to bite us. So everybody jumped into, I think, an SUV, something like that. And I'm in the back, next to the door, back seat next to the door. And the same creature just keeps coming at the window and coming at the window. And something in me just said, well, get out and fight it. And I thought, if I do that, these guys in the car are going to be mad because it, it might let others in. But I, I had to do it. I knew it. So I got out, and I started fighting this thing. And it was hard. It just kept resisting and coming back at me and grabbing my arm. And I'd push at it. I couldn't kick it. I tried. It was too close. And then... All of a sudden, it got to my hand, and it went to bite me, and it bit me, and I was like, my goodness, this feels like nerf teeth. I mean, they didn't hurt. They were just like, eh, eh, eh you know? And so I just went, Wrong, and knocked that sucker, and he flew back, and they all left. Wow. Wow. Then I find, I find that while we were fighting, we kind of must have drifted up, because I'm in the air. And I'm flying. And I'm like, oh, I'll just fly home to Vacaville. (laughs) And that was the dream. And it just shows, you know, we can just, we can lock the door, stay in there and try to get away. Or we can go after it right then on the spot. And I think the Lord was saying something, you know, something's going on here. And there's a group of you that the enemy's trying to come. So I, I made sure I prayed about that too dreams dreams tell you a lot so let me tell you that father knows the times that we're living in yeah. right yeah. he knows everything he knows what's going on in your life and he cares about you but he's got a plan everything that the enemy is doing none of it surprises him i feel like the i feel like the devil has pulled out all stops that he's given it everything he's got. I mean, everything that's going on in our country, but also in our world. It's just like happened so fast that it's very, it's very shocking, but it doesn't shock him. It doesn't shock him at all because he has a plan. He knew it was going to happen before. He's behind the scenes, and many things involve timing. And I, don't, I know that some of you guys are struggling. I know some of you need breakthrough. You, you really want direction, but what you really want is to hear the voice of God more clearly. Isn't that right? Isn't that? I mean, how many of you want that? I do. More clearly. So that every time you have that decision, you're like, should I, shouldn't I? This could happen. It, I, it could really be great, but if it doesn't go, you know what I mean? And we're asking God all of these questions. He, doesn't, he never intended to leave you as orphans here. Remember Jesus said that? That's right. I'm not leaving you here as orphans. But sometimes if we're not hearing God, we feel like it. We feel like we're not getting any answers. And we feel like we've just been left behind. And you may think that you're waiting on God. But really, he's right there and he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. And you know what? Father's waiting on you. What does he want from you? That was the question. What does God want from me that all of these people know that write in? He wants you to lean in, as Ryan would say, draw near. He want, Father's desire is a relationship with you. And I'm talking about our Father right now. Our Father. A relationship with you is why this world exists at all. Yeah. 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 Have you ever thought about it like that? It's why this world even exists, yeah. is to have a relationship. Remember um, Toby Mack, yeah. singer-songwriter? Yeah. Okay, so you know, he's still popular. I can't believe it. We... We went with um, Hank and Kathy. Well, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. He's good. He's good. We went to a concert like uh, three years ago, right before COVID, with Hank and Kathy. And it was really good. But it was his comeback concert after his son had died. And it had only been like three to six months. I can't remember which it was. And it was really good. That's why I said I can't believe it. It was really good. But at the point where he shared that, it, you could feel the grief; it was tangible. It was it was tangible, and even on the way there, we talked about it. Why wow, was it going to be good? Because you know, poor Toby; he lost his son. You know, uh, so here's I just saw him in an interview, and so he said that his family they just weren't overcoming the grief, and it's been three years. And of course, you know, um, and he said that he read a scripture in Isaiah and the scripture said god is rolling up his sleeves just picture it right you know what that means when the man rolls up his sleeves something's going to happen but when he read the scripture here's what he heard god is rolling up his sleeves on my behalf and he knew he knew i went back and i read i read that passage and it's really talking about god moving against the nations on behalf of the israelites God, these, these passages like this that speak to us, they're for us. Yeah, yeah. There are so many passages that are for today from the Old Testament. So it broke, it broke through the grief in his life. And the next song he wrote after that is called, You Are Still the Goodness of My Life. Still the goodness of my life. Because you see, God is a good, good father. He's a good, good father. Bill Johnson wrote a book called God is Good. And here's what he said. What you believe about God determines everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It determines everything. And if you know that God is happy and that he's good, you live in faith. If you don't know that, you live in doubt. Is that right? So it dictates the very course of your life, what you believe. Father does care about your needs. He does want you to come and ask. Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer, one of the best prayers in the world. If you will take that prayer, you know I prayed that all my life, and I realized one day it was just kind of rote and took it sentence by sentence. If we read that prayer and do it, we are just completely cleansed, cleaned out. Because everything is in the Lord's Prayer. Well, I mean, Jesus gave it to us. It should be, right? It should be. But I was just shocked how much. And if you unpack it like that, and the first thing you do is worship Father. That's the first thing. You worship Father. So he wants us to come for our needs. And so we, Dave and I were at a gas station recently Pumping gas, well, he was pumping gas. I was sitting leisurely inside. (laughs) And (laughs) and I had this thought: pray that God will multiply the gas in your gas tank. That it'll last longer. And I wasn't thinking like of anything, it was God. So I prayed that God would multiply the gas in our gas tank. And then I had this thought, pray for the whole church. So, I've been praying for all of you that the gas in your gas tank will multiply. So, I want you to be mindful of that. Be mindful of that. Let me know. Because I'll pray harder if not. (laughs) Pray harder. (laughs) See, we all have needs. And you know what? God answers. Even if you've prayed something and nothing's happened. He does answer. He does not always answer immediately, right? But prayer never fails. We cannot believe the lie of the enemy that God's not listening to our prayer or he's not answering our prayer. You know what he'll do, what the enemy will do? He will whisper whisper to you, God is not answering my prayer. He doesn't say God's not answering your prayers. He says, God is not answering my prayer. And then he comes back and he, and he says, well, you prayed that. You thought that, right? Then he comes to shame you. No, don't believe the lie. Always believe and be, and be aware that God is answering your prayer they're up in heaven in these bowls. Things sometimes need to happen. It may happen differently than you ask for, but God is there. He sovereignly can do anything, but the truth is he, he works through freedom. He's a God of freedom. We have free will, and he has done some something sovereignly. I think of Noah, Noah and the ark. He does things sovereignly, but most of the time, he works through free will and freedom. And we have to understand that. It may seem like he's not, but he may be uh, answering differently. Keep asking. What did Jesus say? Yeah. Keep uh huh, keep asking. He gave us two, two examples. We can be that neighbor who is just mm, won't stop, or we can be the mother that goes to the judge. But keep asking. He may answer in a still small voice, in a still strong voice. I get some of those sometimes. Audible, a dream, a vision, a prophetic word, a Bible verse, something in nature. And I could just go on and on. We know there was a donkey in the Old Testament, right? And there's a lot of ways that he answers. And it's really important for us to be open to God's communication. We, sh- we actually have an antenna that goes to heaven if we'd use it. Yeah. If we were aware of it. And sometimes we have to really be intentional. Because we're spiritual beings. We live in this coexisting spirit realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in the natural. But the spiritual is all around us. You know there's angels here. Because everybody has a ministering angel. So there's angels here. I mean, there would have been demons here, but the worship would have run them out. Because that was good. But we are natural, but God has put eternity in our hearts. So we're eternal. We're both. We're both at the same time. You got more going on for you than you think. It's a powerful reality. How many of you have been having dreams? I mean, I can't believe it. I wake up all night long with dreams. It's God is really pouring out the dreams. And and it really makes sense to me because of the times that we're living in. He's really showing us a lot of things. Now, if you're asking questions and you're telling God, God, I have needs. I mean, I need you to do something and you're not paying any attention to your dreams, you might be missing it. Because sometimes he does speak back to you in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Not always. But sometimes he does. So he's trying to guide us, to direct us, and give us answers to problems. I have a story from... It was, it's Robert Morris from a church in Texas. And I love him. I watch him all the time. Um, he... Was having trouble sleeping one night, just thinking about a problem that he had. Just couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. And the Lord said, stop that. Meditate on my word. That's how, By the way, that's how he talks to me too (laughs) sometimes. Stop that. Why are you doing that? Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Um, So he said, stop that. And so he did. He started meditating on the scripture that came to him right away. And it was Psalm 91. And so he started saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then he went, wait a minute. The Lord is my shepherd. And, and that was emphasized. God emphasized it. He's the one, that, right? He's the one that takes care of us. He's the one that solves all of our problems. The Lord is my shepherd. And he just fell asleep. And, and when he woke up in the morning or I shouldn't even say that he may have woken up from the dream the Lord gave him a dream that completely gave him the answer to the problem completely solved the problem God is so good he designed us to dream and then to sleep and then to dream so he could speak to us he has us as a captive audience if we aren't paying attention to our dreams I'm sorry I hope you will Okay, I'm going to take just a little bit of a a turn here. Oops. Uh, In the book of Revelation, just want to shine a light on our Heavenly Father here for a minute. With a a picture of his glory and majesty, Um, Jesus sends an angel to John, and... It's, it's to show him what is soon to take place. And in this encounter, John looks up and he sees heaven and a door opens up in heaven. And then he hears a voice that says, come up here and I will show you what is to come. Something like that. So John's in the spirit now and he sees someone sitting on a throne. He sees Colors of jasper and ruby, and, and there's a, a rainbow encircling the throne of emerald. And I know rainbows are like this, but, whew, you know, it's, it's variegated, I think, greens. Circling the, the throne, and, and Father is, is so magnificent that nature responds with peals of thunder, flashes of lightning, And around the throne are these creatures who are day and night praising and saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. You know, it almost makes him too great for us to even understand or touch. And yet, he loves us. He picked us. Now, somewhere in eternity past, Father decided to create the universe. Have you ever thought about that? Our world, our planet. Um, I know if you're very pragmatic that you don't think about stuff like this, but I'm just the opposite. I think about everything all the time. (laughs) It's just, I mean, I know my husband's like, No, please shut up. (laughs) No, anyway. I want to give you a what if. So bear with me, okay? I want to give you a what if. I'm not saying this isn't scripture. This is just a what if, just something to think about. What if, I can't say day because I'm going to eternity here. What if Father went to Jesus in Holy Spirit and he said, come with me, I want to show you something that I want to do. And they left heaven and they went out into the vast darkness, but it wasn't dark, of course, because Father is light. Yes, right. But they went into the vast darkness, and Father said, Stop right here. It's right there. It's right there. Right there is what I want to do. I want to create a new universe. And I want to create a planet that we will call Earth. And I want to create a new race of beings. And we're going to call them mankind. And then he says, the best. Here's the best. We're going to create them in our image. And Jesus and Holy Spirit just going, wow. Big smiles on their faces. They're like, oh, Father. That is magnificent. Now, I don't know how it happened, but I just feel like there was a communication. Because God, he, he is relational, right? It's all through the scripture. I feel like there was a communication when they decided to create us and this entire universe. Why are we here? Bottom line, we just heard it. God wanted us. He wanted us. He said, I'm love. And I have so much love to give. And so does Jesus and Holy Spirit. They were all like, yes. Yes. We're here because God is love and he wanted us. So if you've ever felt unwanted, I want to tell you right now, I don't know how stupid or crazy your parents were, but (laughs) God wanted you here he wanted you here. He wanted you here right now at the time that you were here. Let it go in. Let it go in. God has many attributes, but two of his greatest attributes are love and goodness. And he doesn't try to be, he doesn't try to love you. He just is love. He doesn't try to be good to you. He just is goodness. That's what he is. That's his being. That's right, that's right. Psalm 145 9 says, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. You know, all good things come from him. The bad stuff, don't blame God. And I know y'all don't. I want to read nine passages. Uh, This is what started this message, was I was reading this, and then in the middle of the night, God started talking to me about it. And it turned into this. Um, Now, this is really good, so I know it's nine passages, but hang in there. This is wisdom in the beginning. This is from the Passion Translation, okay? In the beginning, I was there, for God possessed me so you know that Jesus is wisdom, okay? Even before he created the universe, from eternity past, I was set in place before the world began. I was appointed from the beginning before the ocean depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water. I was there dancing. Some translations say twirling. That's how excited Jesus was during creation. And before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water, I was there dancing. Even before one mountain had been sculpted, one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. When he created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust, I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizon of the earth, when the clouds and skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong. I was already there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the decrees of the seas, now I love this one, listen to this, when the seas commanded the waves so that they wouldn't overstep their boundaries. I always wondered, why do they stop just right there? You know, how do they know? God did it at creation. Um, I was there, close to Creator's side, as his master artist. This is Jesus, a master artist in creation. Father creating. Daily he was filled with delight in me, as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played, so happy with what he had made. And here's the last statement while well, finding all my delight in the children of men. That's us. That just, that just touched my heart so much that, you know, Jesus was present at creation. I mean, I knew that because John 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I remember when I, first time I read there, I was like, What? <laughs> But it's metaphorical, but Jesus is the word, he's the truth, and he was here in the beginning. So Father Elohim, Holy Spirit, Ruach Elohim, and Jesus Christ were present at the cre- creation of the world. Now, why did God create us? He didn't lack anything. He, I mean, he didn't lack a single thing. Heaven is perfect he just wanted to he just wanted us he wanted us to love us and this great god his thoughts are on us is is that remarkable but why wouldn't they be they should be he's our father we're his children. That means my father is your father, and your father is my father. That's how that's how close he sees us, completely unified as a family. Yes. If we're in this kingdom, we're family. We shouldn't be so shy around each other. During that little go-meet-somebody time, we need to really get up and... You know, you know, in the old days, they called each other brother and sister. I think this is why. Yeah. And then we dropped it because it, sound, it was just so, usually some legalism attached, we thought. But I think that's why people used to be that way. You know, he's, he's omniscient. He's present everywhere at the same time. I just, the devil's not. <laughs> he's, he has to walk around. God sees everything. He's all-knowing, omniscient, and he's omnipotent, all-powerful. Yet his face is turned toward you. You know, why is it that a couple, they're dating and they're running around, having a good time, and then they get married and they go, oh, let's go to the beach today. Yeah, let's watch it. Let's go see that movie. Yeah, let's stay up till 2 and 3 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they want to have kids. I mean, isn't that right? At some point, they want to have kids. The wife may be before the man, but at some point, people want kids. I mean, God must have put it in us. It's almost like we have this need to create something of ourselves in someone else that we can love. Does that sound familiar? And these little darling ones will crawl up in our lap and look up in our face lovingly. Isn't does that sound familiar? Sounds like what our father wants and and we we're work, kids are worth work, but they're worth it. We're work. sometimes we're a piece of work. <laughs> but <laughs> but but you know. Father, he knows we're going to have failings. That doesn't surprise him. He just wants us to just get back up, pick ourselves up, repent, move on. His face is turned to you right now. Let me read the scripture. Psalm 33 says, The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men from the place of his dwelling. He looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions her their hearts individually and he considers all their works. So he's looking down from heaven and he sees all of us. And, and the whole thing about fashioning our hearts, you know, that in the Hebrew is like a potter with clay, molding our character, our personality, our giftings, our heart. So he's involved. He's involved in everything. Listen, our great God, Yahweh, he stepped down from his throne, yeah. left earth, I mean left heaven, came to earth in the, in the cool of the morning to this magnificent garden that he created for us, for, for creation, mankind to go walk and talk with his first creation, Adam and Eve. Just imagine it. He stepped down and came to earth. God did. He's real. Someone might be thinking, well, then why does he let me be in the situation that I'm in if he sees me and if he loves me? But we have to remember what Jesus said. Jesus said there will be many trials and sorrows on earth. He said that. But, but don't worry, you know, I've overcome, the, I've overcome the world. That's what he says. He doesn't sponsor disease or problems just to make something good turn out somewhere else. And he never has. Romans eight twenty eight. A lot of you know that one. Paul tells us that all things work together, right? For good. For those who belong to the Lord, who love the Lord. But this isn't saying that your painful painful situation will turn out good. It's saying God is going to work everything out for you. And perhaps even better than it was before. Now we know that things happen like death. You know, that isn't something that can come back but God can turn something good from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, my mother got in a car accident. Another guy hit her, and she, had, she sustained some pretty serious back injuries, a p- lot of pain, um, loss of mobility with three little kids to, to take care of. And uh, very soon thereafter that, her insurance company gave her a pretty good settlement So, you know, they have money now, but, uh, you know, her back still hurts. Well, then a couple from church extended an invitation to them to buy their business. They said, we have two furniture stores. Um, One, you know the one, and we, we have one a couple of cities, towns away. And we just overreached. It's too much. We just need to get out from under it. We'll give you a really good deal if you want it. So they prayed about it, and they bought the furniture store. Well, then, right away, my mother's back gets healed in church. And that's not the end of it. Well, then, she gets a phone call one day, and it was from a pastor in the town where they bought the business, and it was the wrong number. He just called the wrong number. But they just start chatting it up. Knowing, knowing them, they probably talked for an hour, but, I mean, they just really clicked, you know? So he starts coming into the furniture store every week, and he goes back to his church and tells everybody, hey, there's this new business, they're Christians, they're really good people, buy your furniture there. So everybody starts buying their furniture from my parents as well as all the other Christians that hear about it. They'd rather, you know, buy from Christians. So guess what? God really prospered them. But it wasn't fun for a while for my mother. You know, that pain, yeah. And here's the interesting thing she went to the doctor for something when she was older, and the x ray still showed that she had that injury. But she never had any pain or anything, any, nothing. But if that insurance company had come back, <laughs> it would have said, it's still there. <laughs> so God did cause that accident. Now, on a d- different note, how many of you, Ooh, okay, got too big there, how many of you like In N Out Burger? If you like In N Out Burger, give me a wahoo! wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have three kids that work there. Three kids work there during, two of them during high school and then college and extra college. And we have 24 years invested of our kids working in, in and out, right? I should have some stock. <laughs> Actually, I think I do have some stock because that company really invests some, some good values in the people who work there. But I still should get some stock. <laughs> Someone tell them. Monica, tell them. But I really like it in Outburger because they share the gospel. Right? Have you noticed? I think on every single wrapper they have a scripture or a cup. And um, John three sixteen was the first one I noticed on the soda cup. Right? You guys know John three sixteen? Let's say it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, that's hard for me because I get. My my former everlasting life, eternal life, I, sometimes I get them mixed up. They mean the same thing. What's the first phrase? For God so loved the world. He so loved us that he gave his only son. He, fought, he allowed his son to come to earth for 33 years to walk in all that dirt. And yes, he was on streets of gold before that, Mo. To walk in all that dirt. See, that stands out to me because I like to watch Jesus' movies. In all that dirt, no air conditioning. I'm pretty sure heaven's climate controlled. You know, there's not, there's not even any sun that shines down on you in heaven. You could do, if you like gardening, you still get to do gardening. Because there's, it's just the Father's light in heaven, right? Right? And uh, what really bugs me the most, Jesus had to live here without any Mexican food. <laughs> and Thai food. Right? I mean, it was hard I, it, <laughs> to die for us. And at, while he was here, every miracle he performed, every teaching that he spoke, he gave credit to Father. Right? Right? He's come here to die for us. He gives credit for everything to Father throughout the Gospels. And yet he knew something special. He still went off to be with Father. And they'd say, they'd say where is he going? What's, what's the new show that's out? The Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And they're like, why does he go away every night or every morning? You know, where does he go? Well, he, he went to be with his father. And this is Jesus Christ. He, he, he went to be with his father. But he knew something special. He knew that just a moment with father could fill your diminishing love tank. Could restore hope and peace that you've lost during the day. He knew that. He, he was in a man's body. Right? So... Father gives us Jesus. Jesus leads us back to Father. Then Jesus goes to sit at the right hand of Father, and then what do they do? They send us the super-size, extra-large, grande, miracle-working holy Spirit yes. to live with us, to live in us, to stay. He's here right now. Oh, my goodness. And he's so powerful. What does he do? First, he baptizes the believers with fire. With fire. And us, we all can have that. And then he pours out his spirit on everyone. Not just us believers, the whole world. He pours out his spirit on everyone. They can receive prophecy. They can receive dreams. They get visions from God. Holy Spirit is just all powerful. I see Holy Spirit power, Holy Spirit comfort. Wow, isn't that two opposites? And yet he's everything in between. He's the whole deal that we need. Now we have three, the three in one have touched our lives. Wanting relationship with us. Father sees us. He wants us. I feel like I left out something. Oh, well, that's too bad. Why am I pressing into this? Because I believe that if you fully understand, and I don't even know if that's the right word, get a fresh revelation of how much God loves you and why he created you in the first place, That you're going to want to lean into him, Come on. Yes. and when you do that, you're going to hear him. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to hear his voice. I know. I know that a lot of us we spend a lot of, we spend time with Jesus, and that's great. I mean, every time you spend time with His Son, fathers, blessed. He's like he's that's my boy. They're going to my boy. But, but Father wants time with us too. What did Jesus tell us to do when he left? He, he gave us a prayer, right? I talked about it earlier. He gave us the Lord's Prayer. He told us to go to the Father in his name. Let's just lean into Father. Let's make an appointment with him, if it's only five minutes. Five minutes. Start with five minutes and just lean into him every day. Maybe get up five minutes earlier. I mean, we can handle five minutes earlier, can't we? Ten minutes? I think five, once we get get in, lean into Father and feel his presence, you're going to want more. (laughs) When I get to the part of the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be thy name, and I lean into that, You know, what happens is I start telling him how magnificent he is. I start running out of adjectives because I feel like I can't express just how great he is. And when I hit that point, something comes over me. It's like this wave of emotion, and he's there. He's just there at that moment. It's so incredible. And that's what he wants. Um, Worship team, would you come up? Listen, a moment with God enables you to do what you're not qualified to do or able to do. Just a moment with God. Enables us to do what we're not qualified to do. I want to do more stuff. Do you want to do more stuff? Well, let me me just... If you want to hear God's voice better, just come up to the altars. We're going to sing Good, Good Father again. We can sing that to him. I just want to pray. I'm going to pray. We can lean in to Adonai. We can lean in to our master. We can hear his voice and receive direction. Father, I ask that everyone here uh, coming up here to these altars begin to hear your voice in a more tangible, more profound way, Father God. I ask for dreams... I ask that everybody begins to remember their dreams. Help, help everyone, Father, to, to just get up and write them down. Those important dreams that you're giving, to write them down. We thank you that your face is upon us. Always. You said you're looking down at the earth, watching. Watching men. Your eyes are on the good and the bad. We thank you that your face is upon us, Father. Our great, great, majestic God is looking at us, and we are humbled. Thank you for giving your son as a sacrifice because you love us, Father God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Minister team, if you just come, and just put your hand on people just release what you have God I agree with you just to build a relationship with you maybe start with even five minutes a day Father we thank you Father for the authority and the power that you've given us Good good father A good good father of you father. You're a good, good father we exist because you of you More clearly, Father God, who you are, who you are, that you are. and I want him to share a word with you that he shared with me. It's just short.
2: You know, the gavel of the Lord is, uh, it's a beautiful thing when you know who holds the the gavel. The fruit of the Spirit is, is what he's like on the inside. So when the gavel comes down, it's not against you, it's for you. It comes in the mercy and the grace and all the joy and the love and the peace and the goodness of God towards you. I saw the gavel come down this morning. The gavel decreeing your authority and decreeing the power that he gives you. But it comes from something that uh, Phyllis mentioned the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus we believe in God not just about God we believe inside God he's placed us in him in heavenly places so when the gavel comes down we we actually call down heaven on earth the kingdom decree from heaven coming down on earth let the power and the authority that he's decreed come down
1: receive it oh wow more power and authority just right now receive that father god we were just talking about it power and authority the gavel came down i receive it
0: So we just thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you.